You are listening to Great Day Ministries Podcast, where our mission is to affect our community and its surroundings by restoring faith through the gospel of Jesus Christ. This month, we are in our series called Higher Learning. Past opponents will be teaching about the process of preparing for the next level. Wherever you are listening, we hope that you are truly blessed by this message. quickly um let's turn to the book of proverbs chapter four amen we're gonna turn to chapter four in the book of proverbs amen Proverbs chapter 4, we're going to begin reading at verse 23. Amen. Amen. Just verse 23, just verse 23. If the church found it, just say amen. Okay, great, great. Okay. King James Version, amen. Uh, amen. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issue of life. That's it. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issue of life. Come on. Proverbs 23. Two chapters over. Amen. We're going to read verse 7. After that, we're going to go to Romans. One of my favorite verses. Amen. Most may not understand. I still hear some papers turning. Amen. Just a few pages over. Proverbs 23, same book. Verse 7, and it reads, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 12. Chapter 12. We've been talking and dealing with that just a little bit. Amen. Romans chapter 12. Very quickly. Amen. Amen. I got my sticker. Amen. We're going to just, we're going to read verse 2 and 3. Amen. Verses 2 and 3. Again, from the New King James Version. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Amen. Amen. May God have blessing to the reading and hearing of the word. Just remain standing. I'm going to pray. I want to talk to you part two of our higher, higher learning series. And today we're going to entitle it Face to Face. Amen. Face to Face. Bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy, Lord. I thank you for allowing me to stand before your great people, Father God, at this great hour, Lord. Lord, I ask you to allow me to step back, oh, Father God. 
and that your spirit and father God inside of me step forward and present your word with boldness and with authority and with power speak to your people father God preach to your people exhort your people father God Teach your people, guide your people, Lord. Bless each and every one who has a heart that is able to receive and ears that is willing to hear. Bless each and every one in this place, and yet those who could not make it, as well as those who might be on their way. And God, as you do such a thing, we forever and always give your name the praise, for the glory only belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Give God some praise. Oh, that was horrible. That was horrible. That was horrible. Hallelujah. That was... That was horrible. Can you, can you do better than that? I said give God some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's okay. It's okay. You may be seated at this time. I do give honor to God. And Amen. I give honor to the Father and the Son and the precious Holy Ghost. Amen. The presence in this place. Amen. Um, uh, I, I, I understand it might be a, a, a weary day. It's a pretty long day for me, but I'm excited about being here. Amen. I'm excited. Um, and I'm not just saying that. I'm excited because I feel, and I didn't see, I say I feel what God is doing. Amen. Amen. And I'm, I'm trying to slow down so that people can catch up. You know, amen. Um, but it's difficult. Um, you know, I... I I'm a little different than people, and I'm not trying to speak and try to put myself above, because I'm still trying to get to certain levels that other people might be getting to, uh, people might have already have, amen, but so I'm learning, I'm, uh, I have a lot to learn, uh, the difference is that I'm willing to learn, amen, amen, um, and some people are not willing to learn, some people just like to show up at school and they think that, you know, um, they're going to get an education just by showing up. It don't work like that, y'all. You know, it's like going to the gym. And, you know, you go to the gym, you meet your partner, y'all talk about the basketball game, and then y'all walk out and you act like you worked out, you know, but you never see no results. And, you know, but that's not, that's not me. I'm, I'm a result-driven individual. You know, um, but things have to work for me. Amen. So uh, it's the same thing. You know, why, why don't you even come to church? And, you know, when I gave my life to God and, you know, I kind of read up on it when I transitioned from, believe it or not, and you probably think that I'm, I'm standing up here lying, but God, I'm being honest with you, I'm not lying. But when I transitioned from elementary school to another elementary school, I actually read up on the school, you know. And I remember sitting in the living room, my mother was asking me what you're doing. I said, well, I'm learning what some of the stuff that they have. I'm reading it, you know, in the paper things that they have at the school. Now, I transitioned from one elementary to junior high school. I read up on the junior high school, the same thing with... Um, when I went to college, why? Because I, I like to know what I'm getting myself into. I know people, you know, people's not that diligent. Oh my God, you know, he's, he's but, but, but you better be. You know, I know that people are not, but then people look at themselves and, and, and then they wonder why they're in a certain situation and cer certain circumstance that they're in because they don't take things seriously. You know, you gotta learn to take things seriously. So, so let me ask you a few questions before we get started. We're going to jump right into this thing. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump out. Amen. Because somebody's like, well, what pastor going to talk about right now? And what you should be doing is you got your pens out. You should have your Bible. You should ready. Because God is giving me higher learning to take me to the next level. But the reason why you're still in the same level, because you're waiting and you're expecting without doing anything. You can't do that. It don't work that way. You know. 
People want God to hold their hand like, I know your children. I know that we'll follow you. But we want God to take us everywhere. But it doesn't work that way either. You know. So the pastors get up and they preach a message and they think they preach the message so that he can get it. And you got other elders, you know, and ministers. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a good message. And then other elders begin to compare themselves to other elders. And other ministers compare themselves to other ministers. And, and pastors compare themselves to pastors. And they want to become bishops because everybody's in competition. But nobody's trying to save lives. Nobody's trying to make this life even better. Because when you start talking about making this life a little bit better, people get bored. They really don't want to hear. They don't want to hear what's best for them. They want to hear what sounds good to them. Y'all, you see, y'all, I know y'all ain't going, y'all ain't with me today, but that's okay because I feel good because when I wrote it, it preached to me, so I'm excited about preaching. You may not get it, but I can't worry about what you don't get. You got to worry about what you get. That's what you come here for. You don't come here just to say, I came to church for two hours. Just like going to the gym and say, yeah, I just came from the gym, you know. You ain't doing nothing. When you come here, you should do something. You should be coming here. You should be taking notes. You should be going home. You should be studying. I tell my sons when they come in all the time, they say, did y'all have homework? No. I said, uh, but you got to see in chemistry. So even though you don't have no homework, you still should pull the chemistry book out. Because you got to see. You didn't get an A. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't have no homework. Yeah, you still got homework. Until you perfect chemistry, you got something to do. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> okay, well, watch this. First, listen, listen. Just think for a second, just think. Have you ever wondered why companies pay tens of million dollars for 10 seconds? Have you ever wondered about that? What about investing 100 to 200 million dollars in a two hour movie? What? I mean, you're talking about hundreds of millions for an hour and a half to two hours of a movie. Tens, 20, 30 million dollars for a 10 second commercial. You ever sat back and wonder? What about, what about radio, AM, FM, Facebook? Have you ever wondered? Now, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he's one of the richest persons there is now. But Facebook doesn't cost anything. How is that possible? Nobody ever wonder about that? Oh, I mean, what about this? Check, check this out. You know, like, like I say, radio, AM, FM, turn it on, doesn't cost you a dime. So how they get paid? Huh? What? Commercials. Why? Why do they pay so much for commercials? To influence you. They want to influence you. <laughs> Super Bowl. I mean, in Mexico, there's no team in Mexico. We was in Mexico, and I'm telling you, it was so many. We saw, we kept seeing people wearing Steelers hats, and, you know, it was, look, we got Steelers fans all the way in Mexico. You know, and everybody, you know, had, had they talking about LeBron James. and this. I mean, sports is huge all around the world. So the NFL understands this product. So you would think, well, this Super Bowl's coming up. Who's going to be the halftime attraction? You know, so we, we wonder about who's, who's the halftime attraction. And it's, and it's like, well, man, you know, all that money that's coming in, you know, I bet they get paid well. Guess what? If you didn't know this, that the halftime attraction doesn't get paid at all. In fact, they pay the NFL to perform. Why? Influence. They got an audience. 
It puts their product out there. Why so much millions of dollars is put into a few seconds, a few minutes? Have you ever wondered why? Let me, let me explain it. To control you. And you still, watch this, you come to church for two hours and still you're not in control. you actually get to the next level? Seriously. Because the problem is when somebody else go to another level, you really think that they're lying or they're phony because you're not there. Or somebody have a relationship with God that you don't, it can't be real. Like me and my BAPs in here, we, we and I got to use my BAP, we, we, we said, we want to believe that we can lay hands on the dead and make them rise. But people look at us like we're crazy. But the Bible says we should be able to do greater things. So because we believe the Bible, we're crazy. And the people who's calling us crazy, not just the people in the world, but the people in the church. So what do you mean? You come to church, but you don't believe what the Bible says? Well, I don't believe God. We're like, who made you God that you tell God what to do? Listen, y'all, listen. Let me explain something to you. Getting to the next level requires something from you, and it takes something from God for both of you. And you got to ask yourself, what is the next? You may not even know what the next level is. You keep living beneath your means because you dictate what it's supposed to look like. You can't even do three services. I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's be honest. And this is what we're going to talk about, honesty. Watch this, okay. Let me explain this real quickly. I need three volunteers. Three volunteers. Thank you, Brother Bob. Thank you, Brother. Can I get one more? No matter afraid. Okay, come on, sis. Thank you. Right here. Stand right here. Nope, right here. Come on. Everybody face, face to face. Y'all got to bear with me a little bit, okay? Y'all got to bear with me. This is man. You're still man. I know you're a woman. A woman is nothing but a man with a, uh, with a womb. So she's still a man. This is man. Okay. This is the makeup of man. You got to get this. You got to understand this, okay? This is flesh. This is soul. This is spirit. Okay, watch this. What I need you to do, you two, just move over there for a little bit. Just move over. In fact, you move over here. You move over there. Just go a little back. Just pretend like y'all don't see soul. That's what it's okay. So y'all who've been with Great Day long enough, I, I didn't teach and preach this all the time. So y'all know this already, most of y'all anyway. But just, 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 but just bear me with what I'm going to get to. So we know in Genesis, God, before man, before there was any plants, before there was any trees, God formed man from the dust of the ground. Then he breathed. Watch this. When I breathe, 
But when I breathe, the spirit and flesh came together and created a soul. Okay. You know, when man fell, he said, curse is the ground for thy sake, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But I want you to read when you read. This is not this lesson today. This is not this lesson. But get the opportunity to read it. When you die, okay, this goes to the ground. For flesh it is. This goes back to God, okay? And this, this is you. This gets judged. It goes to heaven, to a particular place, until judgment day, resurrection. What's resurrection? Watch this. You know, what's what's Resurrection, the word re, resurge. What happens is when the word death, just like divorce, means separate. They're divorced. He's dead. They're no longer together. It doesn't mean they're gone. They're not gone. The only way that you see the person is through that thing, body. But they're not gone. It's just that the soul is no longer connected with the body. Come back together. Come back. Watch this. When man failed, man died. God said it very clearly. He said, the day you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. Death in terms of separation. That's why he also said in the sixth chapter of Genesis, he says, my spirit shall not always dwell with man. That means once man failed, or for some of you in here who have not committed, who have not given your life to God, you are not a triune being. This is you. This is you. Watch this. Watch this. Now... The Bible says the spirit is subject to the prophet, right? That means you are in charge of this whole thing because you are it. This is not alive, although it is conscious. It's not alive, but it's conscious. A plant is alive, but it's not conscious. This is alive, but it is conscious. You are the subconscious to the conscious, which means that what comes through you sometimes comes through it. You are conscious, alive. This is always subconscious, which means you always get the messages either from the body, from the world, or from heaven through the spirit. But he is always sub, which means under you understand what I'm saying? Okay, watch this. The world understands something. I know y'all probably want this. The world understands something. The world knows that if I feed this, it's going to get to that. And if I keep feeding it, that is going to begin to depend upon this. When truly, this is supposed to depend upon that. That's why things doesn't happen unless you come through fasting prayer. Because when sin happened and spirit went away, somehow things got turned upside down. What do you mean, Pastor? What I mean is the fact that man is supposed to rule, but man doesn't. Flesh does. 
That's why the scripture easily say, he that walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit, which means that the person, once you find God, you no longer allow the flesh to leave, but you allow the spirit to come back and you take counsel from there. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Watch this. He said, 10 second commercials. Just bear with me. Why? Music. Constantly. You bring your kids, some of you, to church. Don't come on Bible study. You come on Sunday, and every time the door opens, you look. You get distracted. So basically, in the two-hour message, you get singing, you get the announcements, you get all this. Uh, uh, pastor preached for an hour. Oh, my God, he's long-winded. You paid attention for about maybe 15 minutes of that. Then you got some singing. So we'll say about 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes a week, you get God. Every day you get Satan. When? As soon as you turn on your television. As soon as you turn on your radio. As soon as you go to work. You constantly getting in what? Why do Satan constantly do it? Because he understands that repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, it has to get and even though it sits on your conscience, if I keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating it, it's going to pass from the conscious into the subconscious. And so a man thinks, now you become what I want you to become. And when you become what I want you to become, I control you. And you think not. Oh, but it's true. You don't even know that you are slaves because you don't see spiritual chains. But if you're able to see in the spiritual, those who have discernment, you will find out that there are shackles on your feet. Oh, you got this situation? He's constantly pointing, constantly pointing, constantly pointing. You got your earphones in. You're constantly listening to music, constantly. And he's telling you all kinds of stuff. It's feeding your subconscious. And once it gets into your subconscious, what does the thing say? So a man's thinking, no, 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 no. It says so a man's thinking in his heart. Folks, in spiritual manner, that's the heart. That's why I say, gosh, your heart. You remember my brother used to tell me, y'all got to forgive me. This is, you know, back in the day before when I wasn't saved. But I got to tell you something my brother said. Come on, y'all got to forgive me. My brother, you know, we were sitting there and we were joking, me and my boys on the porch. You know, what's up, player? You know, you know, saying my age. What's up, player? You know, you know. And my brother came up and he was like, he just started laughing. You know, and, you know, he's, oh, I'm, I'm the baby. You know, we young. You know, we in junior high and high school. And, uh, you know, so I used to learn how to talk to girls because he'd be on the phone and, you know, he had different girls on the phone. And see, back then, you we, we ain't had cell phones. We had three-way. They don't know nothing about that. I don't say, telling my age, you know, somebody calling, like, you know, you call, call and you can connect somebody with, you know, three-way. So, you know, so what would happen is both his girlfriends are called, and because even though he's younger, him and I sound just alike. So he was like, yo, get the other phone, you know, and pretend you're me, because I got to go talk to him. So he, I'll be, yeah, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, but it was really him. You know, it wasn't him, it was really me. But like, yeah, I'm bad. And he goes on. Anyway, so we was on the porch and we was talking. I remember going over and my boy walked by. He said, what's up, player? What's up, player? And he started laughing. And then my Joe was like, what you always laughing at, Miss T? And he said, boy, y'all crazy. Y'all always call yourself players. He said, let me tell you something. He said, y'all players, y'all go broke. He said, you got to take them out. You bomb this. You bomb that. And then... Because you bet them, y'all understand what I'm saying? You're a player. Oh man, I scored. I got that. 
and, and Satan has put it in our mind, the more we bed, the better we are. In other words, the more sin you commit, the better person you are. It's mostly with men. Watch, watch that. When it comes to girls, you just get all the attention. Watch this. This is what my brother said. My brother said, y'all don't even know what a player is. I'm telling you the truth. He said, y'all don't know what a player is. We said, so, you, you, know, you know, he's married. You know, now he coming from work, coming to see my mom. And we was like, you know, y'all young. You know, we, we, we young. And I mean, come on now. You know, what, what would he know? He's an old head. You know, we come on. We don't know what a player. He said, "Listen." He said, "Y'all bomb this. Y'all bomb that. Then you, you think you score, right?" He said, "Let me tell you what a player is." He said, "A player doesn't try to get a woman in bed. A player tries to get in a woman head. If you get in her head, you get her heart. You don't have to buy anything. She'll buy it for you." Not only when you get in her head and she'll buy for you, you still get to bed. He said, y'all stupid. That's what he said, y'all stupid. You ain't no paying child support and think you're a player, but you got played. That's what he told me. And we sitting there like, what is he talking about? We was too young. Most of them were still virgin. He don't know what he's talking about. Watch this. My brother understood. Satan understands. You, he paints a picture, but the truth of the matter is, he's getting into your head. Why? Because you don't guard your heart. You want to know why some of you are still single? Because the last boyfriend is still in there. How can God give you someone else until you get the other one out? Keep looking. We keep, we, it's the same thing with guys. It's no different. You know what it is that we, we're trying to find ourselves? No, we, what you're trying to figure out is, you know, I, the one that got away. That's what we're doing. Because we don't guard our heart. We think just females are supposed to guard our heart. Brothers, seriously? If it was just, if it was just females, why is there so many women in here, not men? You want to know why? Because they took your heart. You don't have the heart to come to church. See, he, he took your heart. He put inside of you that dying young, doing drugs, poor education, and incarceration is cool. He took your heart. He took your heart. And you don't even get it. Marriage, corny. God, no. He convinced you by snatching your heart. That's what Satan done. He kept going through this and this and why he's doing this. He is so confused over here because he doesn't have wise counsel. Why? Because my spirit will not always dwell with man. It's over here. And even he's, he's, he's over here looking and so depressed. In fact, every now and then he may look over and say, don't do it. And then you'll go and you're talking, yeah, you know, just... Something told me not to do it. Get, you get it? Yeah, something, something told me. He, you know, don't do it. He's screaming all over. But it becomes a, a faint, distant voice from the unknown. <laughs> something told me not. Man, something told me not to go. But we don't listen. You know why? Because even though something told us not to go, this one was so close. Come on, let's go. And he's constantly. Being heated 
by the flesh. And the flesh is addicted to the world. Everything of the world, the flesh is addicted to. Watch this, watch this. When you give your life to God, friction. You know what? What has to happen is this. That everything that this is connected to, God needs to cause some type of friction between you and this. When you get friction, what did we learn last week? Bitterness, all kinds of stuff. And it's going to make you seek help. Some of us go to a counselor. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You just friction. It just don't seem to be working like it used to. Things ain't making like it's supposed to be, and I'm having issues. Like, I feel like I'm fighting myself. Well, you are. You are fighting. You. Because you don't like what you're becoming. But you don't even know what you're becoming. It just feels different. Even though this one's trying to it's okay. And watch this. This is what God does. This is what God does. Finally, if you get to a point that you have to approach the stairs, remember last week? When you want something better, okay, you might give your life to God. Now, this is what y'all do. Still fighting. But you hate this so much. I'm coming to church. Preacher, preach. Word is good. Bobby hitting that key. The anointed is flowing, and something inside of you is being spiritually, through music, connected to God, and you jump up, and even though you don't want to, you have to jump up because you are subject to the prophet. So you jump up. So now you're running around, and you're trying to say to this one, stop running. Keep looking at us. But the music and the word is feeling so good to you, you make him run anyway. People, shh. Okay, that's enough. Sit down. You, you're embarrassing us. Your shoe came off. Your hairpiece fell. <laughs> Chill. And you sitting there, hallelujah. You're not supposed to cry. You're embarrassed because you're feeling it. And all of a sudden, you come from your subconscious. You get to relate to your conscious. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So now you chill. But it felt so good. And you keep coming, you keep coming. And eventually, because friction is getting harder, the burden is getting heavier, you come to the altar. When you come to the altar, do you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? You down on the cross? Yes, you're fine. Okay, go ahead. Would you like to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Ask for it. Yes, Lord, give it to me. Lord, say it, say it out loud. Lord, give it to me. Lord, give it to me. Okay, come on in. How do you feel? I feel good. Stop lying. You feel the same. Nothing changed. Why? Because you got a stranger in your house. You can't say you feel different. No, you got a strength. You don't know who that is. The only thing you know is who you've been with all this time, who you're comfortable with. Yeah, too close. That's how you're supposed to be, but I don't want y'all to get a little closer. You're there now, but you're still over there. 
So God understand, now my spirit is finally connected with Dexter. But I got to change him. How am I going to change him? He got all the world inside of him. It's like a, a bad phone that's messing up. Y'all getting them phones, you just bought a phone. Why is the phone acting stupid? Check and see if there's an update. Oh, shoot. There's a software update. That's why my phone acting stupid. This program don't work no more. It's causing friction with the hard drive. I like this, man. Now, y'all go home after y'all have to take a shower, get in your jacuzzi, and listen to it on the podcast, okay? Then you'll get it. Oh, it's, it's causing friction. He keep having a friction. It's not working right. Mm-hmm. So how do God get the old mess out of the subconscious? Face to face with you. He allows you to see the dirt that's in you. The lies that you was convinced. See, the world convinced you that you're something that you're not. And God is going to bring you face to face with it. And then when you hear it, both of you cries. He cries because he's been exposed. You thought God revealed it. God revealed myself. He didn't reveal it. He exposed you. It's always been there. You just didn't see it. That's why this one is crying. Because now you begin to see who you really are. Remember, I, for y'all MITs and my teaching, I'm always saying this poem. And I told you, well, what does it mean? I said, I can ask this person, this is person, and they all going to give different things. I said, the person you should ask, anytime, like when you read the Bible, well, I don't understand. Stop asking the pastor. Stop asking this before you go ask God. Then you can confirm it with the pastor. But ask. So I told you the poem, hurry to the river, my children, before the sun sets. And place your eyes upon the water and see what it reflects. Huh? Heard to the river, my children, before the sun sets. See, back in the day, who was in a, they didn't have mirrors. So they have to actually go to the river and look. Women would actually go sometime and they would look with this glass. And then they didn't like the outfit, they go back and change. Because you can't see yourself. But God will show a reflection of you to you. Keep facing. Facing each other. So, if you got to go to the next level, you got to come face to face with you. Remember this. Remember this. I don't want to have them standing the whole message, but remember this. Because eventually, What's going to happen? Let me explain to you what's going to happen. And so I can let them sit down. So I got to fast forward. Then I got to come back. You know, fast forward. So just bear with me. What's going to happen is y'all going to get in an argument. And, and, and you're going to act like he needs you. Because that's what happens. See, a person is addicted to drugs. It's the fact that they think they need. They don't. They don't. 
Do you know people can die from withdrawals? But how is it that, how is it that people who goes into rehab, either on their own or into a facility, some of them literally can die from withdrawal? But I have never met, I said Dexter, anyone who comes into church, who gives their life to God, who was addicted to drugs, died from withdrawals. You want to know why? Because anytime you get rid of one habit, you got to find another one. What's the next one? Belief. Belief is a powerful substance. And if you hold on to belief, it'll take care. Don't, don't, don't mean you're not going to feel the withdrawal. You're going to feel it, but as long as you're holding on to it, you won't lose. And it don't have to be drugs. It can be sex. It can be Facebook. It can be the phone. It can be the television. It can be that guy, that girl. Everybody got habits. But for this to take place, significant habits must be broken. Lifestyles must be changed significantly. You're going to get in an argument. And once you get in an argument, you're going to find yourself struggling because this has so much hold on you. And what's going to happen is you need help. And that's when he's going to go, use me. You got your back. Turn around. And when he turns around, he's going to introduce into something that's even more powerful than this. And he's going to realize, you mean telling me all my time, all my life I've been wasting on this? This is damned. This is nothing. This is not eternal. This is for, this is for night. And now after he's counseling, he turns around and now, you know, she's like, I'm hungry. He goes, so? Fast ain't over to six o'clock. You fight back, give him a headache. Stomach start growling. What happens when you get a headache and stomach start growling? I got a headache and stomach start growling. Two more hours. <laughs> you get it under control. Whatever. And watch this. Watch this. And y'all know, some of y'all who fast like me, y'all know I'm not lying. Once he say two more hours, guess what happened? Headache go away. You ain't take nothing. So what was really wrong with you? Nothing. <laughs> the whiny body just said, forget it. I just wait to six. At six o'clock, by the way, I want three pieces of chicken and I want, and you be thinking about it because you be down the street, you can smell Popeyes. And the body's all in touch with you. You know, not like, but come on, I want three. And then, okay, when six o'clock in here, you all talk. And then you say, okay, fine, just leave the headache alone. Fine, we'll get you Popeyes. Six o'clock in here, I'm not even hungry. <laughs> that tells you already that he was lying. The body's been lying to you from the get go. You go to Popeyes, I don't really want nothing. Next thing you know, you're sitting there waiting, you're talking to your friends at 8 o'clock, you want to stop at 6 and still two hours more, you've been fasting. And didn't even know it. Only thing was in your mind because you're trying to get to 6. Once you get to 6, it's no big deal. You could probably went to 10. Now you're starting to understand that. Wow, if you like me, you st you'll sit down on your bed and go, oh, it's 9 o'clock, I haven't eaten, but I'm not hungry. From 6 to 9, I wasn't hungry, but all day long I was hungry. What's the problem? So you start realizing how much of control 
this body has over you. If you're not, you're not thinking. Watch this. Watch this. Okay. Let y'all go. go. Y'all have a seat. Thank you. Just remember this. Just remember this. Okay. Remember who's who, right? Thank you guys. Thank you. Watch this. When you come face to face, let me tell you real quickly. Jacob's name means slanderer. You look at his whole family, it's always some slickster. It was already slicksters all the way down to Abraham. When he lied and said his wife was his sister. Slickster is in the family. Not too much of a bad thing that we can't control, but it's in it. But for me to get you to the next level, I have to get rid of the slickster. And see, the slick stuff comes back to haunt you. The stealing of his brother's birthright. In his mind, it's coming back to haunt him. Face to face. You see, repentance is nothing but you coming face to face with the wrong you're doing. Regretting it. And turning a different way. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's repentance. Kind of a sidebar, not really a sidebar. Do you know the gospel? What's the theme of the gospel? Repent and be baptized. I got a remember back at, remember, I don't know what y'all do now. But in math, remember we have to find the lowest common denominator. If you will find a lower common denominator to repent and baptize, what is it? I bet you don't know. Anybody, raise your hand real quick. What is a lower common denominator to repent and be baptized? Nobody? Okay, I'll tell you. Go ahead. What? Accepting Jesus. Well, you definitely got to do that. Because once you accept it, you're going to repent and be baptized. But what's the lowest? Okay, I'll tell y'all. Mind. Mind. <laughs> when you come face to face with you, you come face to face with your issues. Repentance is nothing but a change of mind. A change of heart. Once thought this way, once believed that way, recognized it was wrong, asked God to forgive you, change your mind. That's repentance, right? Being baptized, mind. Once you had a change of mind, baptism gives you a new mind. So wait a minute. The whole gospel is about your mind. The whole thing that Jesus was teaching and preaching was to take back your mind. While the world through the media was taking your mind. Watch this. What does the word media mean? Anybody know what the word media means? I mean, let me tell you what the word media means. It means to be the medium. That's where the word comes from. They are in between you, your mind, and the world. 
that means news affects how you think. Movies affect how you think. You want to know why music gets you into mood? The body doesn't have it. The soul has it. And the body responds. Music gets you in the mood. Because the medium is controlling you. Who is Jesus Christ? He said, no one can get to the Father but by me. What happened? God said, if you're going to use this media, I'm going to send my own media. He becomes the medium to you and God. Problem is, you don't listen to him as much as you listen to the other guy. Because you walk around, you don't have uh, church music in your ear or a pastor sermon in your ear. You, know, you go to church, but you still listen to Tank. You still listen to Jay-Z, Beyonce, and then, okay, it's Sunday. I got to put this away until I get to my car. And some of y'all is so love. Y'all love God so much. You don't turn your radio on until you get to the Hartford Road, away from the church. I got to be respectful of the house of God. <laughs> he changed this situation. He changed the situation. The media is constantly pouring into you, and you're still at a battle, even when you have the spirit because you don't know how to use it. Because the spirit is so contrary to what you've been taught. Oh, watch this. Got to deal with this. What do you mean by what I've been taught? Because even people in the church is teaching you wrong things. So you have a belief and you think that you're growing, but you haven't paid attention to how much in the last five years. No, 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 no. I'm not going to beat the church up all 100% because whatever is preached, you have to apply it. There's no need for you to learn something. It's called higher learning. There's no need for you to learn something and don't apply it. And how can you apply something without studying? I know Bobby will come home, and, you know, i am always been a money, you know, investment, money management. But when Bobby will come home, come over to the house, sometime on Sundays we have dinner, we'll start talking about investments. he start talking about all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, a lot of stuff that you said. But then Bobby starts spitting rules. And I'm like, huh? Do you know you can't do this? You know this? So... I had to understand how ignorant I was to investments. See, see, one of the reasons why brokers get paid so much is not because they invest your money, because they know the rules of it. <laughs> see, 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 in church, you learn the rules, the laws of life, but you don't apply it. And some of you don't even believe it until you become face-to-face -to, -face to who you are. And when you become face to face with who you are, you really don't like yourself. And then some of you start feeling, some of you, you know, you, you still try to hide it because you don't want nobody to know what you saw. That's why I can't go to a small church because everybody knows my business. I got to go find me another church, a bigger church. Folks, let me tell you something. You know, this, is, this is what God do. You know, see, when you become face to face to your mess, and then God said, I'm going to deliver you from the mess. Well, he really wants you to, to show the church that you've been exposed to the mess you were. Then you tell the church, and the church will go, I got the same issue. And then you're supposed to say, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But you're so close-minded that they think, ain't nothing on because I saw them doing this, and I, saw, I know about them. And all of a sudden, the church is phony. I always tell people in my MIT class, you know, I tell people, I said, you don't know when you're really delivered when you start talking about the issues that used to embarrass you. I 
telling you to do it, but when you know you're delivering, when it doesn't bother, what? You used to do Girl, God did a wonder on me. He wants that because he wants the glory of changing you. But I don't want everybody to know this about me. That's because you're still dealing with you. You're still face to face. You don't like you. That's what you are. That's what you're dealing with. Wait, wait, wait a minute. The scripture says in, in Romans, be not conformed to this world. That means there's something that you have to do. He's watching you. I told you, he's looking at you and said, okay, you have to choose not to do some things. That's it. Some things I want you to choose not to do. Why? Because it's like that update. Even when you get an update on the phone, what does it say? Allow. If you don't allow it, they can't update your phone. You have to allow. What's God allow? When I see you saying, no, nah, I ain't going that way no more. You, then you're going to allow me to come in and do what I need to do. But as long as you allowing that, you can't allow me at the same time. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're going to get them updates. Let's be honest. We got an update. Um, I need access to your photos. I need access to make phone calls. Dang. See, we're afraid to give God all this access. What you going to see? What you going to find out? Watch this. Watch this. Once you do all that, they said, this may take a moment and your phone will shut off. Ah, You're going to die. You got to die. How can I get a new program unless I actually purge what's already in you? <laughs> I want to go to the next level. Not with that mess. We all want to go to the level, but we want to take the mess with us. God said, no, 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 no. I remember when we was doing foster care, my wife and I. And we got this little boy who came in named Michael. Michael came in. Michael was dirty from the top of his head to the bottom. And Takiyah picked him up just like this. Went out and got him, and she picked him up just like this. She said, Dad, he need a bath. You know what my wife said? Put all this stuff on the sidewalk. Don't bring it in my house. Takia took him upstairs, gave him a bath. Me and Tanya going through all of his stuff on the sidewalk. The suitcase never came in the house. And we put everything in the, shook everything, brought the laundry basket out, put that there. Mm-mm. Why? Because when you let something in, <laughs> y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Guard your heart with diligence, Proverbs 4. You letting too much into your heart and it's affecting how you think. But we don't want to do that. We think we are guarding our heart because we trust the fact that they love us. I'm not talking about boyfriends and girlfriends. I'm talking about period. He's telling you, I need you. Do you really want this program? Yes. Cut him off. Don't go there no more. He's a good guy. I'm a better guy. <laughs> and she's fine. I give you better. You got a fine body, I give you a fine heart. 
10 years, that body ain't going to look like that. 50 years, the heart going to look the same. <laughs> I wish they could get what I'm trying. What did Bobby preach? A trade-off. You're not willing to trade. You got habits that you don't want to break. How you want to get to the next level? We all, if Bobby play a song, y'all going to start shouting to go into the next level. Next week, you're still in the same place. It don't, this message is not for you to stay the same. It's for you to go to a place that even though you've never been before, it's to challenge your comfort zone. Let me come to my closing. Peter. What did Peter? Look at Peter. Peter. I'll make you fixtures of men. Peter on the boat. Now, folks, we can talk about this all we want to, but let's be real, especially me. I'm on the boat. I see it's at nighttime. I haven't been on a cruise. Two reasons I haven't been on a cruise. Number one, I get motion sickness. But my wife keeps telling me, just put a patch on, take Dramamine. I'm like, yeah, I know, but when it wears off, am I going to remember to pop the other Dramamine? Or how strong is that patch? Because I'm very sensitive. See, here's the issue that I'm having. See, when I'm in my car and I get sick, I can pull over. Or I can, I mean, we done this before, y'all, to Ken Top. Remember, we actually pulled over. We was coming from Virginia, West Virginia, and we, we didn't even come home. It was not a long drive from here, but we pulled over and stayed in the hotel. Why? I couldn't drive. I was sick. See, see when I'm on that ship, I can't go to the captain. Can you pull over to the next port? <laughs> Give me a day. No. Can you send a helicopter? No. So I'm scared. And the second thing is, you know, calling my ancestral's um, uh, um, DNA that's inside of me. When I'm on that boat, and then my, my, my brother-in-law went on a cruise, and he videotaped, and I'm like, where y'all at? He said, outside. I said, it's nighttime? Yeah. I'm like, was your camera like that? He said, no, you can't see nothing beyond the boat. Like, jet black? I'm like, oh, no. You want me to go on the boat? I'm in the middle and I can't see nothing? Man, you stick your hand out there and disappear. Oh, no. My wife's like, nah, babe, we can go anywhere, but we ain't getting on no boat. You got to overcome your fear. I know I got fear. You got fear. To get to the next level, you got to overcome your fear. And you got to come to a conclusion that, well, I ain't ready for that yet. And you're going to have to find out when you are ready for what God is calling you. Because he's always going to call you to challenge you. You're never going to get to the next level unless God challenged you. And you're going to have to be able to step into outer darkness and allow God to lead you. Because he told you, with me, you walk by faith and not by sight. We say that until we go blind. Then it becomes a whole different story. We can run around the church and run. But until all of a sudden we go spiritually blind... We don't know when we're going to pay our next bill. And see, just because you are financially prosperous, that doesn't mean you are spiritually prosperous. And just because you are spiritually prosperous, it doesn't mean that you're going to be financially prosperous. God has a way of getting to you individually. 
Why? Because he needs to order your steps. Where? To where he's calling you to go. Where he's calling Deke, he may not be calling me. Where he's calling me, he may not be calling Deke. That's why when Peter said, what about John? Let me paraphrase. Jesus was like, well, what about him? I'm talking to you. He's got to meet his faith. You want to meet yours. We keep worrying about what somebody else is doing. Stop worrying about what somebody else is doing with God is going to take you to the next level. And because his level looked like that, don't mean your level is going to look like their level. Oh, my boy, he's a bishop. I'm going to be a bishop now. God ain't calling me to be a bishop. And when he do, I have to accept that. Well, I guess I have to change that mind. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah. Walk by faith, not by sight. Peter, in outer darkness, oh, I can see a little bright thing walking. Y'all bear with me for a second. A little bright thing walking. Who's that? Spirit. I don't know what it is. Is it the Lord? If you be God, translation, bid me to come to you. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, come. Y'all got to get this, man. I know I don't have the faith of Peter. I'm working on it. It has a, see, you think because we're pastors and elders, our faith is solid. It's not. At least I thought it was, too, until 2019 came. 2019 slapped me, kicked me, beat me, and smacked me on the ground that I had to say, uncle. And here's the sad thing about 2019. You know, when you was getting, well, some of y'all, y'all got big brothers who get beat up on. You, you know, when you the big brother, you probably beat up on Cedric. So you know what I'm talking about. Someone's you was beating up on Cedric. Cedric's okay, stop, Bobby. Did you stop? Nope. See? So I'm on the ground. I'm going, uncle. And my brother like, and I'm the baby. You know, my mom had me pretty late. She was like 45, 47 years old. So I kind of grew up like an only child, even though I'm the 12th child. So I'm always around my mom, cooking and stuff. You ain't going to be funny. Uncle, uncle, stop. See, that's what God did in 2019. You know, I try to stand tall. I'm a pastor. I'm saved. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. No weapon formed against me. In the problem. I quoted all the quotes, did all the things, and then Bam! He hit me in a spot that I wasn't blocking, in a spot I wasn't aware of. Peter stepped down on that water. Peter started walking. I know Peter, but see, you got to understand, I can't do that. And I'm thinking, man, Peter, you got guts. But think about it. Where do Peter work at? On the water. He kind of live on the water. Water is comfortable to Peter. I had to think about that. I mean, even though he's going to walk on water, I mean, I'm not taking nothing from his face because, you know, but he's still in an environment that he's comfortable in. I'm not a great swimmer. And that out of darkness, it's a big thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I got to give Peter some credit, but at the same time, okay, Peter, come on, you know, think about it. I've been working since I was in the ninth grade, literally. Part-time job, full-time job, going to school, through college, two degrees, blah, 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 still working. Now, not working. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, he's going to call you out of your comfort zone. Why? Depend on me. That's out of blackness. I can't see nothing. Yeah, walk by faith, not by sight. We, it's, man, we preach good messages off of that thing. How many sermons y'all heard off of that? Good ones, right? Do it. You can preach all you want to. Where do you do it? 
And Satan is going to be like, come on, let John do it. You heard John up there giving that inspirational message. Let him do it. And God going to finally, when John is ready, go ahead, let him do it. Then all of a sudden, John, <laughs> Pastor. I'm like, yeah, brother, you know. <laughs> it's your time. <laughs> and Jesus knew. Look at this boy. Only man on earth that was not the child of God to walk on water. Huh. This boy arrogant. <laughs> Jesus did that. He controls the wind, the fire, the air. <laughs> wind start blowing. Peter. He's looking right at Jesus. <laughs> Starting to look a little longer. Water start coming. Messiah, help me. He walks up. Art thou of little faith? What was God doing? Showing him, yeah, you, you, you got something, but I want you to know you're missing something. He needs to let him know you're not where you need to before I take you to where you have to go. He brought Peter face to face, but Peter wasn't ready to deal with it. Are thou a little faith? He's telling him, oh, it's not where, where I'm going to take you. You need more than that. Peter didn't get it. Now all of a sudden, Peter washing, God's washing everybody foot washing. He gets to Peter. Oh, no. You can wash the other 11. You can't wash me. I'm washing you. I'm submitting myself to you. I go wherever you go. Do whatever you I'm submitting myself. Jesus said, if I can't wash you, if I can't wash your feet, you can never go where I'm going. Gee, Peter go, well, in that case, you can wash my head. No, no. In other words, you, you can give me a bath. Look how bold he sounds. You can give me a bath. <laughs> Gave him the bath. <laughs> a little bit before that, you know, after all that, you know, he, he's going out there. You know, he's going out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Peter. Um, sometime in the future, the cock is going to grow three times. And each time it grows, you're going to deny me thrice. Oh, folks, I want y'all to get this. Peter had no idea what he's talking about. He didn't. You want to know why? Because in Peter's heart, he was really ready to follow Christ. Listen to me. You, God, take me. I'm ready to go. And in your heart, you believe it until it comes. See, God knows What's coming out of your mouth doesn't always match up with what's in your heart. See, in your heart, see, you believe it, but it wasn't in your heart to actually do it. You believed it. From out of, your, from out of the belly, it flows. You believe it. A lot of you sincere about it. You know what God told me? And I got to share this. 
He told me, you know, when I was going through all this, some of this stuff this, this year, and I was sitting on the bed, I was having my pity party. Yeah, I'm exposing myself because I'm, I'm ready to go to the, I'm ready for 2020, and I'll be 2020, it's going to be the next level. So I'm going to go ahead and expose myself. So I don't care what y'all say, judge me, you know. But anyway, so I was like, you know, I was sitting out having my pity party. I'm like, I crossed my T's. I feel like I dotted my eyes, and I don't get it. And finally, he spoke to me. Because before I just keep going through this, he don't say nothing. Well, at least I'm hearing. But he said something to me. He said, you preach on several occasions. He told me this. He brought it back to my room. Now, when I say I heard it, like, he didn't go, you preach. He put it in my mind of sermons that I preach on several occasions. You know what he said? He said, and I remember it. He said, I trust God. I preached that message. I held it up. I trust him. Whether he give me a box under the bridge or a house on a hill. Some of y'all know me. And some of y'all remember those messages. He put it in my mind. He said, so why are you complaining if I'm about to give you a box? You say you still trust me. So first I'm thinking, well, my mortgage is, what, you, you tell me I'm going to, so, so what's going to happen with my mortgage? You tell, are you trying to tell me, no, no, if I give you the box, will you trust me? That's what you said. Now my problems didn't look so bad. Because he showed me I can do worse. And I still expect for you to follow. Watch this. I'm exposing myself. I said, God, if you take me down that road, y'all come on. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm exposing myself. I'm about to close. I said, if you take me down that road, what are people going to say? I'm your manservant, and I've been faithful. What they gonna say? It's gonna make you look bad. Oh, I was a negotiator. You don't wanna do that, God, for your name's sake. <laughs> Come on, y'all. He gave me this education. I was sitting, I had to think of something. You know, I, I was crying on the bed. I got in the shower. I started talking back to him. Wait, uh, let's go back to that conversation. You know what God told me? He said, my grace is sufficient. I gave you four houses and you didn't earn any of them. That's what he told me. Watch this, watch this. And I get the glory because I bring you from the box under the bridge. But you're going to have to lay in that box if I want you to. The glory for me will come afterwards. And if I put you in that box, you would preach harder. I ran out of negotiating space. Now I threw myself in the shower on the mercy of God. Don't do it. I found myself like Jesus. Let this cup pass. Before I got out of the shower, nevertheless, not my will. Can you do it? Can you do it? You're a servant of God. You're a man. Can you, are you willing to go to the next level and pay the price to go? Come in face to face to yourself. Peter, watch this. Peter, a few minutes later, Jesus go, he say pray. That same old preacher, watch me a whole He sleep with his two homeboys. 
Jesus go to him three times. Seriously? Sleep? This is Peter. All of a sudden, what happened? Then they come to get him. Kiss him on both sides. Peter drew his sword. Old faithful Peter was packing. Drew his weapon. In the blink of an eye, put it back in the sheet. <laughs> Who did that? Peter was so fast, all you saw was the ear on the ground. Jesus turned around and looked at Peter and exposed him. Put it away, for the hour has come. Showed mercy, picked up the ear, put it back on the soldier. I'm ready to go. Peter's following. The rest of the disciples following. They send Jesus to Terry. They know what's going to happen. He ain't getting out of this. Weren't you one of them? No. They're going to do what we going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Peter wasn't even with the rest of them. He separated from them. Still hiding. Mark ran, saw everything in the woods. Mark wasn't a disciple. He just started running. Peter's still looking. I thought, sure, I saw you. Peter, curse. Man, get the, bleep, bleep, it wasn't me. Bleep. I think it was you. Bleep, it wasn't me. That was three times. Peter finally come to a recollection of who he is. And he also come to a part. He wasn't ready. So what does he do? Uh, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to my old life. I wasn't ready. You know how many, you know how many of you guys done that? You want to start a ministry and it don't turn out the way you want it to at first. So you abandon it. But God told you to start it. He made you the president of a ministry, but, but the people is not responding. So you want to back out of it? Huh? Yeah. Well, the people ain't coming. I don't care if the seats are not full. I'm talking to your souls. You think I'm worrying about Omega? Who cares about that? The Meganess is in you, your changed life. When you come face to face, Peter, watch this. Peter standing on it. He's fishing. Jesus start walking on the shore. Hey, guys, you catch anything? No, we've been here all night. See, you go back to where, and even when you went back, things still not working. You even took him back, but it ain't the same. Even the love making ain't it. Just tell the truth and shame the devil. Something is different. You're not supposed to win. It's just going through the motions. Because you're not supposed to. I'm just going to go to the club. But now you're in the club. Everybody turning it up. I don't feel right no more. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Just don't feel right. Hey, guys. You catch anything? No. Been out here all night. Cast your net on the right side. Do what I ask you to do. Though it may tarry, yet it shall come to pass. You may have to wait for it. You will have to be patient. 
The best way to know that God is transitioning you is the fact that you begin to think differently on the same problems. Now you know that he's trying to change how you think. He's taking you to a different place. Peter recognizes the Lord. He jumps into the water. He gets over here and he tells Peter three times. Watch this. He's telling people he cooked. I want y'all to really get this. And I know I have preached this several times, but I love this because when Peter gets to the shore, Peter is a fisherman. He gets to the shore and Jesus is walking. All he saw Jesus was walking. He's asking, did you catch anything? By the time Peter swim, and they remember now he was on his way back. So it wasn't like he was all the way out in the deep. He was on his way back. He jumps in. He starts swimming. By the time he gets out of nowhere, Jesus got fish on a grill. Do you know what that tells us? That's important. What it tells us is that once you abort totally what I call you from, then I provide everything you need once you get there. That's what it means. The problem is we keep holding on, Dexter. We got one foot here and one foot here. Which one do you want? God said, once you finally abort, once you finally hit allow, allow, I can put an update. And I can download my program and get that mess out of you. And when you come face to face, then you will recognize the fact, even though you may deal with fear, you got counsel right here. Because the Holy Spirit is now, it's going to teach you. It's going to expose other things that you didn't even know that you had. Like what? Gifts. That you always had power and authority over the flesh and of the world. The spirit is subject to the prophet. That's why the spirit had a, but didn't you know that Satan is a spirit too? If the scripture says spirit is subject to the prophet, that means Satan is subject to you. That's why you can cast him out. He said, don't you know what I gave you? I have given you dominion over serpents and scorpions. You don't even know it. And once you do know it, you can't do it unless you get the body under control. Why? Because he controls that. Until you get that under control, you can't control him because he control you through that. So how do I get him under control? Get that under control. And once you get that under control, then you rule this and say, ah, stop. Go somewhere else. Not in this house. We're not talking about just getting under control. We're not talking about this. And we don't, we're talking about going to another level. You keep saying it. Come on, man. Don't lie to me. Tell the truth. How many messages you heard about going to another level, but you haven't been there? Tell the truth. How many times they promise you you're going to be millionaires and you're still broke? The word is true. If it's a true prophet, they're telling the truth, unless they're lying. But if they're telling the truth, well, God, what, do, what must I do to get there? That's what I'm trying to tell you. What happens? He says, he's sitting there. He got the food. Everybody's around. He said, Peter, do you love me? Of course I love you. Peter, do you love me? Second time, Peter comes to recognition. Oh, Lord. Third time, he asked him. Not only does he come to recognition, he recognized those three times was in reference to the very three times he denied him. What? Making him come face to face. Recognizing his fear recognizing the fact that this is what you want to know. After that, Peter never went back fishing that I heard of. If he did, he ate it right away and didn't sell it. Do you understand? He abandoned it. He followed God and fulfilled the calling of God. He did what he never thought he'd do. What was that? Preach for 10 minutes and save 5,000. He didn't want that life. 
It was James and John wanting to be sitting in the kingdom. They didn't think that they was going to be witnesses. Why? Because most of you think when God takes you to another level, you want to negotiate what the level is. Where's he taking me? Well, I don't know if I want to do it. No, it don't work that way. Once you say yes, wherever he assign you, you go. This is the army of the Lord. You don't get choices. You go and you be obedient. The good thing about it, the benefits is great. And the pay is out of this world. Because you ain't going to get paid here. <laughs> but it's out of this world. And it's good. But you got to trust God. Folks, this learning for you to understand one thing. Once you deal with friction, you got to understand friction. And friction is going to call conflict. It's going to make you think about it. Then you're going to have to come face to face with the very things that you are afraid of with yourself. Things that you do not like. Because he is telling you in this room that he wants to take. Somebody was telling me, he said, well, great day ain't ready for Mount Laurel. Did you hear me? We go to Delaware and he said, well, Pastor, we want to go out there and we want to. No, you're not ready. He can't send certain people in here unless you get ready. How can you, right now you say, I'm going to start this alcohol and drug and If he send it right now, what's going to happen? Tell him to wait? You can't tell a drug addict to wait. So he won't send them until you get yourself together. You get your ministry under God, say, I got people. The harvest is ready. I ain't got many workers. Once you start working, I send. But you got to be ready. It's so much here in this town. In this city, in this state, in this region. But you got to get ready. How am I going to get ready? Be willing to say yes and face who you are. Deal with the friction. Face who you are. Face to face with all your issues, with all your problems, with all your fear. And move on. To part three. (laughs) Don't worry. By the time the fourth part comes. God is already going to take you to a place that you never thought you would go to. Who thought a fisherman would become a spokesperson? Who thought Paul, with lips and stuttering, would be able to minister to kings? Who thought Moses, with royalty, would be able to lead Hebrews? You see, you're going to go where you never thought you can go. Because right now, Whether you're at school, at work, or at home, he's preparing you for his next level, not yours. He's preparing you. Your job. Oh, my job is getting on me. It's okay. I lost my job. It's fine. I had to get you out of there so I can get your attention for this. Well, we're supposed to be over here. Yeah, but I brought you here. He's prepping you. Stop fretting on the things that's happening in your life when God is preparing you for himself. All you have to do is hit aloud. Be not conformed to his word. No, I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to go. He said, then yet be ye transformed. Now you allow me to transfer your thinking. And what am I going to do with that old mind? I'm going to take this mind out and I'm going to put in you the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. And when you got that mind of Christ in you, watch how you look. Watch how you think. Watch. You're going to look at the same thing, same people, same circumstances, same situation, totally different. Now you know you're being transitioned. And don't run from it. Don't be afraid of it. 
Embrace it. Trust God. That's faith. Trust him. Job said, though he slay me. How many of you here, raise your hand, really want to be like Job? Who really wants to go through what Job went through? I know I don't. I don't tell the truth. I don't want to go through that. I don't care if he got tripled. I know God doubled it, but I don't, I don't care if he gave me quadrupled. I don't want to go through what Job go through. But I guarantee you, if God can transition you so you don't go through a Job, but then triple everything, quadruple, oh yeah, I'll take that. We all want, but we don't want to earn. He's, he's calling us to a place that you're going to have to earn it. Finally, my brothers, the suffering that you're going through for this time is nothing compared to what he has prepared for you. Let me say that one more time. What you're going through right now is nothing compared to what God has prepared. And I'm not talking about what he has in heaven because he made it very clearly. He said, it is my will that you prosper as thy soul prosper. That two things tells, tells you something. He's not just talking about a heavenly prosperity. That's for the soul. He's talking about a earthly prosperity as well. You're going to have to check your credit score even though you don't want to. How are you going to get it better if you don't know what it is? You're going to have to answer the phone even though it's a bill collector. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to come face to face with who you are. You're going to have to sit down and say, you know, I'm not very good at this. Because the only way you're going to get good, you're going to have to better your weakness. No more lying to yourself. No more trying to convince somebody else or something about you. Because you can't get to the next level unless you be honest with who you are. And that's what he's trying to do. You don't have to beat yourself up. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying beat yourself up. I'm saying look at yourself. Face to face. Reflection. Hurry to the river, my children, before the sun sets. Place your eyes upon the water, see where his reed reflects. My adversary is witty. Yes, he's very sly. The face that be is not challenged, you see, but you deception. Why? What does that mean? I lied. I lied to me. And I looked and I saw the lie. And I have to correct it. It's easy to stand up here and tell people stuff until you go through it. It is. But when you go through it, it's, it's, a, it's a totally different story. And he makes you the example. You're going to be the example. You can't tell your kids unless you go through it. You can't tell your co-workers. They're watching you. There's co-workers that are assigned to you. Don't you be afraid to be a child of God. Because you're going to lose the person who God assigned to you. This is about you. This is a higher learning to take you to a higher level. Embrace it. Come on, stand on your feet. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Trouble don't last always. Y'all remember that song? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Huh? Trouble don't last always. We used to love that song. Trouble don't last always. I don't care whatever it is you're feeling, whatever it is you're dealing with, trouble don't last. This week I had 
two car troubles, refrigerator went out, lost all the food. Supposed to be going grocery shopping, supposed to be doing something else. Had to transfer some of the money and go take care of some of this stuff. But this time, you know what I did? I sat down and I said, eh, got to work it out. Me? Y'all know me. Oh, my God. It's Christmas. I was on my way to the outlet. I got to do this. I got to get the truck fixed. I was supposed to do this. I ain't worrying about it no more. Truck is sick until I get it fixed. Why? I, I, and I, I look back at myself. I'm like, wow. I didn't get stressed or upset. I'm in transition. He's making me see things differently. He's letting you see things differently. I don't want you to get happy here. I want you to get happy in Delaware. I'm excited. I might preach for 15 minutes in Delaware. But I'm going to be sweating like a hog before I leave because I'm excited. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It's okay. I'm excited. God is good. God is good. God is good. Come on, just give God a quick praise right now. Let him know you heard his word. Let him know you heard it. Let him know you receive it. And let him know you believe it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. What an awesome God you are. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take us, oh God, wherever you may. Deliver us, oh God. Bless us, oh Father God. In the name of Jesus, we follow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we obey. Thank you, God, for all things and everything. We ask you right now, Father, continue to bless, oh God. Put your shield of protection around each and every one of us, Lord. Be patient with our growth and our purging, oh God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Strengthen our mindset, oh God. And strengthen our heart, Lord. That we go to a place where we've never been before, God. Trusting and holding your hand, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, you can keep giving him praise.